I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. What's up, everybody? Oops, the podcast. You know it. Hopefully you love it. Thank you to all our new listeners. Happy to have you. We have a special episode today. As always, I'm joined by Francis Ellis. Yeah, I'm here. How you doing, dude? Good. Are we pleading for people to like us? Is I, that? I'm just trying to be humble. I, I do the same thing. Hopefully you like it. You know? <laughs> it's like, hey guys, it's like we're announcing a fucking startup. We can't be like, like it. No. It's like aggressive. I suppose that's right. Yeah. Fucking like it. Um, we're joined today by the lovely Molly Austin. Hi. Nice comedian and talented individual. Hi. How you doing, Malls? I'm good. How are you? Good to see you. You could tell people, like, let's get ready to rumble, like, wrestling style. You know what I mean? You could be like, get your titties out, suck on your nipples. You know what I we mean? We can't like, say that, I don't think. No? I don't think we can say, take your titties out. Suck, on, suck your nipples. on your own nipples. It is so hard to <laughs> suck hard on your own nipples. Not if you got big titties, dude. I guess so. Right. Like, think about it. Yeah, we can't. Nobody in here can. I can't. I can't reach it. To suck on them I is tried. one thing. To lick them is another entirely. Yeah, like I'm talking like mouth around yeah. the areola. To feed like, yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To nurse oneself. Why can't you say that? I feel like it sounds very misogynistic. Oh, I understand what you're saying. I thought you meant like th- there was a language wow. issue that I was like, <laughs> I should be aware of this. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> no, no, no. I thought like you weren't allowed to say certain things on your podcast. Uh, no, no. And mm. I was like, we just said we weren't going to say secrets. That's all we said. Right. Yeah. Ma- Molly, you're a comedian. You are an actor. <laughs> I feel like I'm at my, eul- my eulogy. <laughs> Molly was a comedian. So, uh, Molly, you're a comedian. You are an actor. Uh, yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about yeah. myself. Uh, and then what else do you do? Just kind of dick around. Uh, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Uh, I write, I write, I, uh, I have some development deals that I'm working on right now. Nice. So I had a pilot a few years ago that didn't go, which was fine. Um, and I wrote on a show for true TV for a few seasons and then that got canceled also. So I'm really batting a thousand and now I'm working on like development deals for, with other networks, other places. Hey, everything gets canceled eventually. Yeah, for sure. You You know, you, you, you say if you wrote on a show for a couple seasons, I, I, I consider that a huge success. Agreed. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I'm not like, but I didn't want it to sound like, I don't know. It feels so long ago. And so I don't know. I just feel like it's like a thing I did. You've been having a good couple of years, though, from what I can see. Yeah, you I appear feel- to be trending upward steadily and and. I feel really rapidly. good about my career right now. I feel like I... Tim Dillon said something to me. I'm going to just quote our Lord and Savior, Tim Dillon. Uh, <laughs> he was like, we were talking about uh, podcasts and like producing content and all this stuff. And he was like, some people never give themselves the opportunity to break through. And he said that to me and it like cl- something clicked inside me and I kind of shut everything down and just focused on creating like content um, scripts, show ideas that like I really believed in. And I think that, takes some more time too mm. and i i don't know it's how i've been working for a little while and it feels really good i feel really like happy good yeah that's great and i you know i know that 
it's one of those things that it takes time to come to that realization. The same way that, you know, as when you perform stand up, it's really hard to learn how to do it as yourself and your own voice. Like you hear that when you're starting, like your voice, your voice, you hear, but like, it's hard to understand what that means till you like make progress right. towards that. Right. And like the stuff that I was doing on true, I think is, I, I, I think I tend to like downplay it a bit because it feels so far away from like who I am now. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I did that. And, but that was then I, cause I feel like the stuff I'm working on now is so different. Outgrowing stuff. Yeah, it was it was a great gig, hmm. but can you not tell us what show it was? Oh, I can tell you. It was uh, called Late Night Snacks. So it was like um, you. Oh, I burped and I'm so sorry. I slammed a granola bar right before. Um, Fuck yeah, you know what I mean? You got to stay. Got to keep your yeah. sugar levels up. Uh, <laughs> I self-produced and wrote with another woman um, a series of musical comedy videos. So we wrote uh, like two albums worth of comedy music. Holy cow. And then produced music videos for them. And the show was kind of like a hodgepodge of self-produced comedy. And we were on it for three seasons. Wow. It's fun. Yeah, it was really fun. It was really exciting. Like I was, I went from, uh, I had a, we, she and I had a YouTube channel together for years. And we went from like self-produced, like literally doing the wardrobe, like, Barring clothes for my friends, bringing in like five suitcases to a studio, <laughs> like block shooting and then, uh, you know, and, and editing it ourselves and doing all of it on, on our own. And we got to like move into this space where we had crews and we had producers and we had hair and makeup. And it was such a wild thing to kind of see take shape. It was really cool in that way to, to see like something I just never had something in my mind's eye like executed on that right. scale before. And mm -hmm. that part of it was really cool for me. That is cool. And it reminds me too, like you guys were YouTubers before that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 YouTubing met, make, meant making like short form original sketches that, yeah. were, you know what I mean? That, and I remember like, it's, it's amazing. You've always you were on been, one. I was on one. Yeah. That was so nice. Your you know, nipples were out. My nipples are out. Wow, double nip on this episode. They were making fun of me. Not you, the, the comments. Oh, <laughs> I but don't remember. It was nice. I'm just standing there shirtless in boxers. Um, well, Julio, you have appeared in so many little things, things. over the years. <laughs> Julio true. was in that. Uh, did you ever see that uh, coincidence video? Oh, a thousand times. It's yeah, a hundred percent. For you guys who don't know that is, it's that song that's like, that was on TikTok where they're like, wow, you can really dance. Yeah. No, like, I saw it on TikTok. Yeah. I was sending him yeah. to James. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You can really dance. It, it got a new <laughs> life I know, from TikTok. Which is crazy because those guys, they went to Taiwan and made a fucking car commercial. Yeah. Based on that song, did they really? Yes, dude. They found they all of a sudden out of nowhere yeah. received a text message yeah. from someone in Taiwan being like, "You guys are stars in Taiwan." It's amazing. And it showed the national basketball team dancing the coincidence dance <laughs> on the court in the halftime of a game, and the crowd going nuts. And they oh had no idea. God, what a cool story! It's so great. It's so fucking funny. No, yeah, I love that. Julio was in uh, some of our <laughs> videos too. I was, yeah. yeah. So, you know, nice. He played my love interest. Did you do oh, a yeah, lot they of did. right? Oh, interesting. Did you do a lot of uh, musical comedy, or was it all all kinds of stuff? 
it was all musical for for that for a late night snack. Oh, okay. Late night snack. But you guys have done a ton of stuff. Like what you were saying about carrying the suitcases in, whatever. Like with all the shit. Like you've always been a hands-on creator of content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, before before that was the late night snack, but the YouTube channel was like sketches. It was um character pieces it was uh it was supposed to be like this um satire comedy i mean satire fashion channel where people wrote us letters and then we solved their problems with fashion so like if your oh, parents cool. were getting divorced we would give you an outfit for oh that's fantastic <laughs> yeah oh, it's it's so really good. Good. for like coping with it what to wear what to wear it was like what to wear yeah. when your parents are getting divorced <laughs> that's so good and so we are our, our audience so we would dress this mannequin named patricia that i had left over from art school <laughs> who i like she's still at the youtube ch- uh place at the studios she's still kicking she's still you know what i mean she's still working (laughs) she's out there um (laughs) but we would dress patricia in these outfits for the people who wrote us letters and then if a if a boy wrote us a letter or a man or a male uh we would have um we called him a mannequin and we would have like men come in in their underpants and then we would dress them got it yeah and julio is in his underpants we gotta um, find that. I don't I remember. Have I have it. Do you? I'm a digital hoarder. I screen, I screen grab every single thing I've ever been in for my entire life. <laughs> every single thing I've ever been in for my entire life. I'm not joking about that. I have every single thing backed up on hard drives. That's so funny Be- for this moment because it sucks. I was like anticipating this. Yeah. Oh, I wish I could watch that. It's on YouTube. Oh, it is still. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. You could just. You could just. You never know that you guys could pull it anytime. No, I'd leave it. It's like it's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's there. It was enjoyable. I still like. I really enjoyed creating the content, especially our audience became like young women and like girls, and it was cool to create content that involved fashion and like appearance and making it something that was um like pro woman do you know what i mean like that wasn't like you should be feeling bad about the way you look it was like celebrate what's happening Mm -hmm. in your life like meet challenges with this and it was i don't know it was it was our audience was so nice they still were still in touch some of us (laughs) to some degree you guys were like pioneers of something that now is a much more uh widespread movement in comedy Yes. Yeah. It, we, you, you know, that wasn't really a thing then as much. Yeah. We, we did that and, uh, in an independent studio that got absorbed by YouTube. So we didn't, did it before YouTube even had its studios here. So this was like 2007. Oh, wow. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium. And you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm. Download it now. Molly, I have a, I have a question for you. Do you have more? Go about for that? it. Okay. So Molly, I was with you. We were together in LA. Yeah. And we were having a we great time. We got tacos. When we got tacos? Uh, we hung out a bunch in LA. Okay. I helped you. I helped you style a shoot. Oh my God. That's right. And then I appreciate that. I needed the money at the time. 
I was a st- I have a style- styling on my resume. Thank you. That was when I had that car accident. I was going to ask you about that. You guys, tell these stories. Molly had a crazy. I want to hear about this. Well, this, stuff. this is very interesting. Molly <laughs> had this crazy. That you did that. Yeah. Molly oh my had this God. crazy car accident that happened. I was there. One was going down, and it was such a wild, crazy few Wait, years ago. Wait, didn't you take me to the Dwayne Reed? Where I started guys, saying, "Mommy needs tell, a helper." Tell that yes. story. Yeah. Okay. Go okay. ahead. Yeah. Now we're on the same page. I had memory. I had short-term memory loss after the car accident, yeah. and it fucked Molly up. This accident. It really yeah. fucked me up. But I like, like I'm talking like I would get lost on my street. Like that's oh, how man. fucked up I was. And like, remember I lost. Okay. So anyway, I got in a car accident <laughs> in Los Angeles. I forgot about this. And you felt fine initially, right? Well, Not I like fine, fine, but. Well, I just felt, okay, so the way it happened was we were hit from behind and my airbag didn't come out and the seat was far enough back so that I didn't hit the dashboard, but I did go all the way forward and then I snapped all the way back and I hit this part of my head, which is basically like the uh oh spaghetti-o spot, you know what I mean? You're like, uh-oh, you know, and it was weird and I... Got out of the car and felt like I'd had like three cocktails really quickly. Oh. And I was just like really out of it. The fireman showed up. The ambulance driver showed up. By the way, in L- this is all in LA. And the drivers of these vehicles, because it's like Hollywood, are all fucking hot. They're all hot of boys. Of like who went wanted to act and then we're like no you know what i mean so these guys are like Whoa. and i was on the side <laughs> of the street and i was just hitting on them <laughs> i was like you know you boys are hot boys right hilarious they're like, All right, lady calm down they were like ma'am i was like yeah you guys are real hot boys and i was just like a freak <laughs> and then i got taken to the hospital and they x-rayed me and they did all this stuff um and this but then a motorcycle gang or not a gang i i don't think i don't know a group of motorcyclists had an accident so like the er like turned over to them and i got forgotten about and they left me there for three hours in the hallway <laughs> i don't know why i'm laughing i'm so sorry but what? they forgot me in the hospital like the doctors uh-huh. and stuff um and i was so confused and like out of it because i had this concussion but nobody checked me for it Mm -hmm. but the hospital got so busy that they kind of like forgot and i just started saying i don't need this i need friendship i have (laughs) (laughs) it's like this is not friendship and i have to go jesus and then they let me go (laughs) and then i had a concussion and then uh julio was working as my assistant on the job and I was like so out of it the whole time. I don't remember so much of it, but I do remember you. They prescribed me painkillers and we went to the pharmacy to pick these painkillers up because my back was fucked. Yes, I did go with you. And you went with me and the guy who was driving the car too. I don't think, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you drove you're right. us. You're right. Jesus. I know, I was there. So I went to like get my prescription and I was just like so fucking out of it that i was like can somebody be a mommy's helper and help mommy find i forget what i wanted to find but i wouldn't stop calling me myself mommy yeah you were acting crazy and then you went through a bunch of tests and shit here yeah because yeah i did and they were like yep concussed and i was like sick so how did how long did you feel because i remember your energy levels were all off like you were like fucked you up over a year 
Yeah. Because I was on. I had ended up having to go on to bed rest for three months. Oh my god. Yeah. It's crazy. From that. Yeah. Because remember, well, then I came back. I didn't think anything was wrong, and I just like couldn't get out of bed and then i remember like there was a fat baby show that i went to and i got on stage and like i couldn't talk and like you like got me off stage i went up on stage for like two minutes and i couldn't like think of my words i think i said something like i have to go or something yeah you did i was like i have to go and i i was like um and julia like came and he like kept hosting the show and i left and i walked like a crazy person back onto my street and this guy started talking to me and I like lost my sight and my hearing and I collapsed. And then he like called my roommate, but she, but our buzzer was broken. So she didn't know that someone was trying to like talk to her and I was like so out of it. So he just ended up like walking me up to my apartment and like dumping me in my roommate's arms. (laughs) And then I like played it off too. I was like, yeah, no, I don't know what happened. And I like ended up going to the doctor and they were like, you should have gone to the ER. Like you could have died. Jesus. Um, How how long after the accident was that? Probably like a week. Okay. Yeah. But I also thought I was like, because I don't really take like pain pills, but like if anyone wants to give me one, like I'll take it. But um, (laughs) like I don't, but like I've never taken more than one. You know what I mean? But like I'll take one home for fun. Uh, You know, like mommy, mommy's a a little helper. (laughs) okay uh but i don't so i thought i felt so weird because of the pain pills so i was taking like a really low dosage of the prescription because i was like man these like really like make me feel so out of it that i was like i don't really want to take them and i just thought the whole thing was that but it turns out she had bumped her head (laughs) she certainly had she had really bumped her head let me ask you a question i was thinking this before um so you go from all, all this like hands-on kind of grassroots content creation being like the core of your business to completely making a shift into having what appears to me to be stand-up being your thing. And then all, a lot of the things that I've seen you appearing in have been your stand-up and clips of your stand-up. And like, did that take a conscious, and I, first of all, correct me if I'm wrong about that, but did it take like a conscious decision to kind of pivot what you were spending your time and energy on and put it towards that? Yes. I realized uh, this about myself in the past few years. I'm a real one at a time person. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't, when the pilot got canceled, I made the shift to get into stand up more because you were always around a lot. No, no, no. I know. But I mean, like Like, make real goals for myself and achieve them and go after them and, and, get into festivals and stuff like that. Like I hadn't pushed myself in that way because I'd always been having this other, it's just like, I don't know. Some people can, can do eight things at once. I'm not that person. So I did make a conscious shift, but I knew also that I didn't want to stop creating. So I just started to kind of like chunk my time off so that I was spending like a few, my days doing that, my nights doing stand up. Um, and then but yeah, it was it was very like I did have to make a real shift to do it. Right. Because it's hard to have focus, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, you can work on this content stuff during the day and then but then at night, like, are you going to have that same energy to like push forward and like really try to work on your stuff and make it better night in and night out? It's like a very tiring process, as you yeah. both know. Well, yeah. I mean, at a certain point, too, I was like, well, 
I, I didn't have really like any anything other than stage time and I was like what am I spending my time doing like do I have goals do I want to like achieve anything with this and then once I kind of put that into place it made it easier for me to like do it more too does mm -hmm. that make sense like yeah. I needed something to work towards because I was just getting on stage and not even doing sets I was just bullshitting right, right. like I need that thing to work toward mm -hmm. um and I wanted to do an album, and I did an album last year, too. So, like, that was a big yes. part of it. Well, let's plug that really quick. So, great, yeah. Where can we find your album? What's Just, it called? It's called uh, Zero to New Jersey, and it's on all streaming platforms. Check it out. Wow. Check it out. Check out Molly Austin's album, Zero to New Jersey, on all streaming platforms, in case you didn't hear that two seconds ago. <laughs> very cool. That is very cool. Do you guys know? You, 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 sorry. Did you guys know <laughs> that Napster is still around? Really? Is it really? Yeah, because I clicked on my album to see where it was available, and Napster was one of the options. And That's I was crazy. like, wow. "Silly, sneaky." What's that guy's name? Sean. Little Napster. Sean Parker. Yeah. Still. Justin Timberlake's character in the social cash. network. Eek it around at the corners. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? He's like, mm -hmm. when you think like you've vacuumed and everything's out, but there it is, Napster. Fucking Napster. Yeah. Unbelievable. Wow. Um. Well, the other thing I've noticed is that like. You know, it's great to make all this stuff, make content, whatever. But being doing stand up and gaining some kind of prominence and attention with stand up makes it much more executable to create these projects and have people see them. Yes. As opposed to the other way around. Mm. Yes, I agree. Um, I think like having my stand up be a thing that like goes in the room before I do makes it a lot easier for me to and like the album. Like I went into a meeting and the executives had like listened to the album and they were quoting it back to me. I was like, that's crazy. Right. But they know who you are right away. They know your thought process. They know your sense of humor. They know so much more about you than you just walking into the room cold. And right. then, yeah, I mean, I think that that was the way I was doing it before. And I wanted to like lead with this. So I didn't end up because I felt like I was creating a lot of stuff that wasn't in my voice. And mm -hmm. I felt like it was because I'd let that get away from me a little bit. Right. So totally. I this, wanted to kind of hone that in. Right. Yeah. And like the stand up, like stand up is a hard skill in the sense that like it takes time. To, it takes it just takes so much time to like it's not a thing that you can just like get really lucky. Like I mean, obviously you can to some degree, but like. You're not just going to go up there one time and all of a sudden have a stand-up career. Mm. Right. That's like pr basically not possible. So, you know, it's a skill that not like everybody can say I make videos. Everybody makes videos. Everybody like not everybody does stand up like they say they do, but like not does stand up. Like you have an album that is part of a, net, in a network. Like, yeah, that is such an asset mm -hmm. that trickles down to all the other facets of things that you can do. It also makes the rest of it like mean something, you know, like I feel like once you do stand up for a certain amount of time and you have certain goals ahead of you, like those shit gigs become fun. You know what I mean? Like it just gives everything a little bit of context and not everything is like important then. And you can have like, I don't know. I feel like I've gotten some really rough gigs before where I'm just like, like what? give us a bad one. Um, I think I did that. Didn't we do? um a lunch at a retirement center together. Oh, we sure did. That was really rough. Mm. I used to, I used to cur curate those. I think yeah. we've maybe mentioned them before on the pod once or twice, but <laughs> there were these really tough gigs at retirement centers and hospitals and stuff. And they were nice. And, and this one in particular was a luncheon 
Yeah. And I don't I think luncheon is maybe giving it too much credit. It was kind of like the lunch room. Yeah. <laughs> and the tables were circular. Yeah. I'll never forget this one guy yeah, was telling us this one guy so told bad. us a story, dude. And he was like, you know, I'm he's talking about him and his friend. He's like, "We're good friends and when we first met, we didn't realize that we were both hard of hearing." <laughs> so we'd be telling each other stories, but the other but neither of us heard what we were saying. <laughs> But we still had a nice time. <laughs> That's such a nice story, man. That's great. Yeah, but we still had a nice time. It's so sweet. That's so sweet. It was really, it was, they were very, very sweet, but they were also, everyone was like a thousand years old there. No microphone, I recall. The, the microphone broke. The microphone broke. And then people just kept using. Anyway. The microphone. You don't remember that? No. People just were holding on to the microphone. I was like, it doesn't work. What are they doing? But people were just like, I want to be out of here so bad. <laughs> and it was cabaret style. Like you had to kind of like float through yeah. the room. There was no stage. There was no, that was rough, dude. Huh. But it's still like, but once you like look at it as a <laughs> very, very small piece of a bigger thing, it kind of makes it fun, you know, like to, because mm. I remember having like a hoot at that show. Totally. I was a real hit with those old men. I don't mean to brag or anything, but yo, you still senior citizens it. are my demo. Yeah. They always have been. We like to ask our guests if they have any kind of memorable mistakes that you feel kind of like shape the trajectory of your future. <laughs> yeah, I do. Or, you know, yeah, you wish you could have it back, something like that. Oh. Well, what, well it, it can be what, whatever. What, the first, whatever you were whatever thinking you were of thinking. just now when you yeah. started laughing. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, when I was 25, I found out that I had um, adult mono for over a year, but I didn't get diagnosed because I thought I was just depressed. Wow. Huh. Like Wayne's World, but reverse. So you were not going to the doctor, I'm assuming? Uh, no. Um, yeah, I guess. I guess like the regret it. I don't know. Like so many, it was so long ago and so many like things came out of it. Like I dated a male model, you know what I mean? Like that was awesome. What um, do you mean? As a result of. Yeah. I was like really sick. Like I had got, I was working for a startup company. So it was also like when I was 22, I was working for a startup company. I had never worked like that before. So it was like really long hours. It was like really intense. And I thought I, maybe I wasn't like, used to with that workload and then i thought oh i'm just depressed that's why i'm sleeping all the time and i was like i'll get over it didn't go to a doctor didn't like talk to anybody turned out i had mono for a year <laughs> holy shit what's the treatment for mono no you just gotta wait it out but you're not supposed to drink on it you're not supposed to do like a lot of stuff when you have mono and i mm. was like boozing it back baby because <laughs> i was using i was using whiskey as fuel because i like couldn't get out of bed and i would just be like i'll just go get a cocktail and i would just cocktail in bed until i could get up wow yeah you were boozing in bed boozing in bed boozing in the shower on weekdays uh yeah like to just get to you were on that in that cycle I could get to work, but like after work right away, I was like drinking really hard because I was like, I want to go to it's like eight o'clock. So I was like trying to like get I thought I was depressed. I was just trying to snap myself out of it, you know, but, you but I will say up. it did lead to a deterioration of health uh, that had me going to like alternative types of medicine for the first time. So I think that like all in all, it worked out because that mm -hmm. ended up being like a really good thing for me. Right. Um, what types of alternative medicine? Like acupuncture, acupressure, massage, mm. meditation, stuff like that. Um, 
because I, I obviously like if you get mono and you don't go to the doctor, like you're not communicating with yourself at all. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I was just like, oh, just like suck it up, Molly. Be a fucking man. Like get over it. You're, you're just tired, being you're, you're being whatever. lazy. You're being, you know, all these right. things. And I was like, oh, I really like learned how to communicate with myself through that. Um, and then like I was like really I was getting sick all the time I had the flu all the time I was like oh always God. ill and I but then I started dating this male model okay and uh, <laughs> he nursed me back to life <laughs> pretty sick that's good yeah well, nothing like getting it in to get you over the hump sometimes I feel like you guys yeah. aren't as impressed by male model as I need you to be yeah like I said male model I think it's one of those things where I'd have to like see a picture Oh my God, that's how good looking you are that you're not even no, like. No, because I know people that call themselves male models that have done fucking one thing. Oh, okay. Well, I'll they're... tell you where, where he was. He was on the Times Square billboard for Calvin Klein underwears, okay? So if you underwears. had led with that, I would have been like, holy shit. That's yeah, amazing. okay, you're right. There are different levels of models. I'm so yeah. sorry. I didn't specify. Yeah, he was a Calvin Klein billboard underwear model. Okay? Amazing. Yeah, no, Amazing. I know. It was awesome. They work out, they actually exercise all the time it was really great was he good in bed no mm, hate but to see it. it was fine i didn't mind because i was so sick you know what right. i mean like i was just like he would he was cooking like I, this is the thing about models they're great at stuff like being alive you know what i mean just like taking care of themselves so i was eating like nutritious meals i was going like out for walks i would go to the gym i'd like walk on the treadmill it was just like a nice I was living like a model lifestyle. You know what I mean? I don't know why people are like, oh, I don't think models are to, like, they're better than us. You know what I mean? They're just better than us. This sounds like it could be a service. What? Like if you're trying to get back to health, you can like pay to date a model <laughs> who will cook model for you, caretaker. bang you, take you on walks, yeah. take you to the gym. They're actually, Julia, there actually uh, is a service and it's called uh, Hookers. <laughs> Yeah, but hookers don't exercise you. You can, pay, you can certainly pay them. To I them, guess. Right? I guess that's true. Yeah. I guess that is true. Yeah. They're called hookers. They're called hookers. That's great, dude. That's actually like a great serve. They should include that on their menu. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Molly, thank you so much. This has been absolutely fantastic. Where can we find you uh, on social media? It's all at Molly O. Austin. Molly O. Austin. Yeah. And uh, any upcoming dates that we can find you at? No, just nothing. Just literally nothing. Well, so. check out her <laughs> awesome album. As we said again, it is... From uh, Zero to New Jersey. Back, what is it? From Zero to New Jersey. Zero to New Jersey. Zero to New Jersey. On all streaming platforms. And uh, that's Molly Austin, everybody. Thanks Including so Napster. Thank you. Hell yeah. Thank you for having me. G is not Julio on Instagram. Anything fun coming up? Uh, yeah, 16th to 19th of March, Denver Comedy Works. Check it out. It should be fun. Sweet. I'm at Francis C.C. Ellis. Website for comedy tickets is FrancisEllis.com. Helium, Philadelphia, March 5th to the 7th. This is Oops, the podcast. You guys are the best. Oh, yeah. Thanks.